Good morning. It is Thursday, January the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2024. One, one, one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit Day. Of course, every day is that. Well, let's begin today with consecration. Are you ready? Deep breath. Locate yourself in the presence of God, indeed beholding the face of Jesus. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, The Prayer of Consecration. Our text is Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 38. Hear now the word of the Lord. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Your relative, Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Let's begin today with our working definition of prayer. Prayer is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person who learns to exercise a particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. About this word, peculiar, when we hear the word, we associate it with synonyms like different or odd or strange. That is the more modern meaning of the word, peculiar. You might think about looking up the word in a dictionary and peculiar, you'd probably see a picture <laughs> of me. <laughs> Different, odd, or strange. Well, the truth is, we're interested in the older meaning. It comes from the Latin word peculiaris, which means private property. And more specifically, the ownership or possession of private property. And you see where this is headed. Prayer is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person which is to say the private, personal, and exclusively possessed property of Almighty God. 
Years ago, there was a movie I never saw, but I never forgot the title. There's something about Mary. I don't imagine it had anything to do with the Mary of our text today, but that title immediately drew my attention to her. Did you catch how Mary responded to the angel's announcement that she would give birth to the Messiah? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Indeed, there is something about Mary. That prayer reveals the something. Her response reveals her peculiarity. She belongs to God. She welcomes the Son of God into the depths of her being, into her very womb. Mary's response reveals her righteousness. It's not a righteousness that comes from her behavior, but from her believing, even her beholding. Mary believed God. Remember this clarion word from our season back in Romans? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Romans 4.3. There's a difference between believing in God and believing God. Believing in God, well, is belief. Believing God is faith. Now recall the other clarion word from Romans. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. This is the something about Mary we need to grasp. Righteousness is the gift of God to all who will believe God. It shows up in the prayer of faith. Prayer is not the path to righteousness, but rather the power of it, because prayer is the native language of faith. This is why the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, if it is true that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, our chief question is not, how do my prayers become powerful and effective? Our chief question must be, how do I become a righteous person? We will turn there tomorrow. Here's the short answer. Belong to Jesus personally, exclusively, wholeheartedly. Mary had become a peculiar kind of person, a righteous person, which is another way of saying a consecrated person. Mary said it this way, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word.
It's why we begin every day on the wake-up call with the prayer of consecration. Let's pray it again now. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Yes, Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the question today, are you coming to a deeper and richer understanding of the interconnectivity between righteousness, prayer, faith, and personhood? How do you articulate this? Any epiphanies to share? And today for our hymn, we're going to sing a short and powerful hymn called Take My Life and Let It Be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. This is number 586 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. Take My Life and Let It Be Consecrated, 586. We'll sing all four verses. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love, at the impulse of Thy love. Take my feet and let them be Swift and beautiful for Thee. Take my voice and let me sing, Always only for my King, Always only for my King. Take my intellect and use Every power as thou shalt choose. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. It shall be thy royal throne. Take my love, my God, I pour. At thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be Ever only all for thee. Ever only all for thee. Amen. That kind of says it all, doesn't it? Take my life. And let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. That prayer of consecration, we we keep with it every morning. I don't want us to go to sleep at the wheel there. It's sometimes when you 
continue in a prayer, one of two things can happen. You can just begin to sort of hear it blah, 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 and drift off to sleep. That's to allow, you know, yourself to go through the motions. But the beautiful thing is if we can stay awake, which is why we begin by saying wake up sleeper there, if we can stay awake, that prayer will take us deeper, you know, the motion of that prayer will take us deeper into the movement of the gospel. And it does, it does begin in consecration. And then that consecration, that, uh, that giving over of ourself to Jesus puts us in the place where transformation happens. We're going to talk about the prayer of transformation tomorrow. And of course, consecration, moving into transformation, begins to break forth in demonstration. And then you've got really the wholeness of the gospel of the kingdom right there. Consecration, transformation, demonstration. And then when the watching world, the watching, waiting world, beholds demonstration, they're like, where's the altar? I want to join. I want to join you. I want to meet Jesus. Yeah, that's that's where we're going. And, you know, this whole way we're approaching prayer, I know it may feel different to you so often. It's just so easy to reduce prayer to asking God to do things and hoping he'll do them. We're coming at this from a different place, as you probably would have imagined with me. Prayer is actually about becoming a different kind of person, right? If the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, right, the question is, how do I become a righteous person then? And of course, that's not like you would think, well, you need to behave better or try harder or show up more, or get up earlier. All that is false. You see, to become a righteous person, that's where we go to the altar of consecration, because when we offer, you see, Jesus is offering us himself in exchange for ourself. His nature will come in and displace our nature. Okay, gang, get your seed. We've got a day ahead of us. It is 1-1-1, January the 11th. Be looking out on the field. Notice today there's a P.S. I'm, I'm praying, discerning, thinking about teaching a short course on prayer and fasting. Be like three Monday nights up in February, March. But I don't want to do it unless there's people want to do it. So I'm putting, it's like a two-question survey. It'll take you a minute. If you go in the email and click on that survey, it'll take you one minute, literally. Just let me know if you're interested. No harm, no foul if you're not. Trying to sense the Lord's will in this. So there's that. Anyway, gang, I got to get my seeds. The ground is crying out to sow for a great awakening. I'll see you on the field. For the awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. 
be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.